0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As awards and playoff season gets into full swing Celtic trio Kyogo, Hatate and McGregor Are on the player of the year shortlist Along with Motherwell's Kevin Van Veen Matt O'Reilly, Leal Abada, Malik Tillman And Albion Rovers' Charlie Riley Make up the young player final four And it's advantage Partick Thistle In the Premiership playoff With an incredible result between Airdrie and Falkirk I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight You have Scott Allen And Jim Duffy And Jim the Premiership May be over But never a dull Or quiet day In Scottish football Yeah you're right there It's uh, the awards uh, Time of the season Gordon everyone's Got their views on it You know a lot of people Are thinking Well how's uh, uh, Cameron and Carter Vickers not involved In it But they can only be Four nominees uh, For the men's uh, Player of the year uh, I'm Personally delighted to see Charlie Riley being involved in the mm-hmm. Young Player of the Year for a young player to score over 20 goals playing for Albion Rovers is nothing less than outstanding and uh, you know for he to be recognised by his fellow pros that's that's magnificent and, and the company if you look at the other players that are in that um, line uh, you know you've got to say what what an achievement that is um, just to be nominated and as far as the playoffs are concerned yeah a few short results and a few tight results which is normally the case including my own team uh, having a one nothing win away to East Fife, but uh, all to play for in the second leg absolutely I knew if, if it had gone wrong we wouldn't have been able to see you tonight you'd have been lying in a darkened room <laughs> but, uh, and Scott Allen similarly you're are both teammates doing the business staying in the division at the weekend how important was that? Yeah it was huge obviously being the part time club in, in the league uh, the objective was to stay in the league especially after uh, such a fruitful year uh, last year for the club but Objective complete Stay in the league it Wasn't a pretty game But we got there in the end Job done 01419511025 That is the number You need I can't think of any Easier debates All season Than when it gets To this time of year And it's player of the year time Because for the last Couple of weeks We've been you know, Sort of Speculating Suggesting Who might make the list Who might miss out Well now we know And your task Is very simple Call up here And tell us Out of those four who will win Player of the Year and why? Of course, you can tell us who has been hard done by, who's been robbed. You can have a dig at the professional footballers and say they don't have a clue what they're talking about when they pick these choices. But it's 0141-951-1025. Kyogo, Hatati, McGregor, Van Veen. That is your Player of the Year shortlist. Who's going to win it? And why? Who's unfortunate to miss out? Young player, O'Reilly, Abada, Tillman, Charlie Riley. Who's going to win that? And why? The women's shortlist has been revealed. And I'm looking at you, Partick Thistle, Queen's Park, Falkirk, Airdrie, etc. Fans out there. How do you feel after last night? Well, do you think there are any Falkirk fans mm. able to put their rage aside and pick up the phone? That's what I'm wondering mm. for tonight. Because it was one of those evenings. Partick Thistle fans, how much of the job... Is done Are you still wary of what could happen in that second leg And Airdrie fans maybe you'd want to phone and gloat Are you there already uh, Or is there still something to get over that line Let us know 0141 951 
1025 See just like magic I can see mm-hmm. a Partick Thistle fan Phoning at 6 minutes past 6 On Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard It must be a busy time Of the year for that to be the case But definitely good debates to be had On player of the year Who will win out of those four And why Who should have been on the list That's not We're going to hear from most of the contenders As well Before I make you pick Just incidentally Is that what you thought the four Man list would look Mm -hmm. like You know I asked the pundits Mm -hmm. And I'm going to whisper this Because I don't like them to get any Mm -hmm. credit I asked Gordon Dale and Hugh Keevans last night To predict the four And they both went for that four Mm -hmm. I don't know if they'd inside info or anything But um, what would you have Is is that the four? No I would have went for three I would have flipped Hattati for Carter Vickers I thought Carter Vickers might have got there Ahead of Hattati Because I think Hattati has had periods Particularly the first half of the, and, and I know a lot of these votes Are earlier um, Gordon So sometimes mm-hmm. when the votes uh, You know Are collected But uh, I, I still thought Over the course of the season If you're looking for consistency I don't think it's been a, a more consistent defender Than Carter Vickers So for me I, that That's the one I would have probably have Flipped uh, With Hattati You can be honest uh, You can lie I was going to say Scott <laughs> Allen will never know If I'd asked you to predict the four What would you have gone for? Yeah, I think for me, obviously being a midfielder, McGregor and Hitati, they really are the engine of the Celtic team and allow the guys like Kyogo, Jota, Zabadas to kind of go and influence the game. So for me, I thought I think the two of them have been on a mm. on a par to be honest. Van Veen, the job he's done at Mullerwell, incredible. I think he kinda he kinda kept him in it when they were going through a poor, poor spell because of the important goals that he was scoring. So I can see why why Jim says Carter because he has been outstanding, but it's it's the players who, who vote for it's that and sick. usually it's the, it's the attacking player It's quite simple You're influence. sticking up for the midfielders He's sticking up for the defenders You're both as transparent as each other uh, But anyway 01419511025 I can see Falkirk fans phoning as well mm. By the way I thought it might be one of those nights um, But there is a good debate to be had On that player of the year shortlist So please get your calls in Who will win it and why Who's been hard done by to be left off And uh, anything else surrounding that Please get in touch Playoffs Full swing I'm not sure if you managed to enjoy it last night, Jim, having been involved in it, but with your sort of neutral mm. Scottish football hat on, it's just such a welcome thing yeah. to have at this time of the season, isn't it, for yeah. the drama? It is. There's, there's no doubt it, it brings drama to the to the you know the, the latter part of the season, Gordon. I still think there's, there's room for tweaking it a little sure, bit. Absolutely. I, I do believe that... Uh, Home and away ties for both, you know, particularly part time clubs. It's so it's demanding at this time of the year. I would, I, I would like to to say that you know you go for the the, the teams above a bit, like the the English league playoffs for the Conference League. So it's like a, if you finish second, you got home advantage and you play third, for instance, and it's a one off game then. And I think that would bring even more drama, more excitement, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and both teams can really go for it. But I think when you're you know when you're asking part time players to like for, for instance, like our level playing Tuesday, Friday, um, you know, you're finishing your work and it's the you know the the the, the, the kind of tension in the game, um, it demands a lot of players. So for me, yeah, it is fantastic end to the season. It gives every, um, you know, it gives a, a an excitement to to the to the the finale. Um, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't use mm. the term enjoyment for managers. No, I, that's for sure. I, I can't <laughs> imagine. I can't imagine that. But it's funny, Scott Allen. We said last night in the show. I wonder if because it is two legs, as Jim says. Yeah, maybe they'll be cagey and they'll be nervy <laughs> and nobody will want to give anything away. And then I saw a six-two, a six-nil, four-three. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what happened to that. Clearly, everyone was just throwing caution to the wind. Yeah, but I th- some teams probably think we'll go out and maybe get uh, get a good scoreline and then maybe protect in the second game. But 
I think for the for the fans, obviously the lower leagues, it's good to see some quality on show. Maybe some managers will be very disappointed in some of the goals they lost, but it's 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 playoff games. Anything can happen, even in the second leg. Ah, who's got time for good defending anyway? The more <laughs> goals, the merrier. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Right, let's start with that player of the year. Discussion, debate then We've given you the four Who should win it And why And who's unfortunate to be left off the list So remember your choices are Callum McGregor Rio Hitati Kyogo And Kevin Van Veen Let's start with the main award And we can get to the young player The women's player was announced today as well Women's young player So start with the main award Out of those four Pick me a winner Tell me why And if you've any thoughts on who was unlucky to miss out Please get your thoughts in Let's start with Stevie uh, who's on the line Stevie Who will win it Out of that four He'll go I think I think he'll go A Van, a van Beam I think Alright Okay so I'm interested Because you're, you're obviously You're a Celtic fan But you think Van Veen's got more of a chance Than the other two Celtic players on the list I think Taking into the Consideration The circumstances Who he's playing for Nora, I think He's a good Shout But I think Kyogo will win it um, because he scored the goals in the big games. Yeah. Um, I've gone cards on the table, Scott Allen, Jim Duffy. Who's winning it out of those four? Yeah, for me, I'd be going Kyogo. Um, I, I, again, Stevie said, I think uh, Van Veen has been immense uh, for Motherwell. And it, not just his goals, he, he's got flair, he's got creativity, he, you know, he plays with a swagger. And, and I think I, I love that. And I think that that sometimes, you know, sometimes. Players who seem arrogant don't always get the votes because it's human nature. Somebody mm-hmm. doesn't like playing against them. You think, oh, because I th- and I can yeah, say this in the nicest yeah. way with my allegiance. I, th- yeah. I think he's a bit of a pest. You know, yeah, it doesn't yeah. strike you as the type that opposition fans or players would. Yeah, enjoy, some, but sometimes opposition players don't. But I think that shows you how talented he is. That when he's in, he's in the mix with with with, mm-hmm. with the Celtic players. Um, so I think he's he's he would be. I mean, Michael Higdon. I think was the last Motherwell player to win yeah. it. Win it a few years ago. Um, uh, if he does win it I hope he's, uh, he behaves himself a little well, bit better yeah, than Michael but I think from um, the, the point of view of the overall win I think he'll go I mean to score 30 goals I think uh, you know just he's, he's infectious the fans love him um, you know he's he, he starts he, he's you know um, from Celtic's way and Ange Postacoglu's way uh, in terms of how the, the trigger the press he's the guy that does all that as well so he does an awful lot more than just score goals but when you score goals you're always yeah. going to be one of the main contenders who's winning it? I think I think the players overall throughout the country I think McGregor will win it this year really? right mm-hmm. that's interesting Ex- just based on explain well, you sit in changing rooms, and when, when you're watching the games together, you're, you're discussing the game that's been on. He's a player's player. He's a player's Aye. player. I, I think he mm-hmm. maybe make the game look easier. That's the sign of mm-hmm. of how good he is. The simple things. Sometimes the simple things are the hardest thing for a footballer to do consistently. Mm-hmm. Always fit. Aye. So I think I think Callum McGregor will win it. But I, I, the thing is on Kyogo. Kyogo, like like Jim says, it affects the game even if he's not scoring. And they're, they're so hard to find I like having Particularly the recent mm-hmm. insight And I know Jim will have voted many times So I'm wondering what Your thought process is How much weight do you give to What a player's done against you When, when you've played them And how much just sort of generally You know what you've seen on TV Or, or the feel Or what, what you hear about them Well I think in terms of Callum McGregor For me He probably put in the best performance Of a, a Scottish midfielder this season Against Real Madrid And in the home tie of the Champions League I think if that's anybody else it's probably spoke a, a lot more but it was a, a Scottish player who's came through academies 
and he showed that he could technically match players like Cruz and Modric on the night. I'm not saying over mm-hmm. on the night it was was as, as good as any midfielder on the. So park. you think that so that might does that stick in players' head rather than you're a St Mirren player and thinking oh well Callum McGregor was really tough to play against when we faced him. Did, well, did you I just think take one of the I think one of the commanding players Picture. actually came out after the game the other week and was speaking about uh, how, good, Sale, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. how good a player he was. So. Like Jim says, he is, he is a player's player. Yeah. Uh, Stevie, why have you loved Kyogo so much this season? Should be an easy question for you. Well, you've just covered that. Um, he's what rate, you know, he's, he's off the ball, he's movement, he's, he, he's a pest. He, he doesn't give defenders a match piece. He scored the equaliser at Ibrox, he scored the League Cup final, blah, blah, blah. The guy's a phenomenon. There is a debate, you know, that he is the best Celtic striker since Henrik Larson. Not as good as Henrik Larson, but since Henrik Larson, there's a debate, you know, is he the best? Is he better than Edward Dumbelli? That's a whole other conversation. The two things I would like to say are I'm very surprised Carter Vickers is on the list. And second of all, given the situation with the strikers at Ibrox, where, you know, Barrelis is down tools, Cholak doesn't be there, and you're not going to like this, Gordon. Rangers could be a lot worse than have a look at Van Beam. I'm just surprised that you're doing scouting on behalf of Rangers, Stevie, quite frankly. That's that's the main surprise for me. Right, come on then, if you want Carter Vickers on the list, which one of the four are you kicking off? I'd need to take a tatty off. Oh, I'm surprised at that as well, though, I must admit. But Jim Duffy, you were the mm. same. I must say, you you were the same. What what was your thought, you know, mm. when you voted, in fact, when you voted for players, did you think about strikers that gave you a hard time? Or did you think of... Other defenders who did what you did and, and, and impressed you. I think I think it's, it's a lot difficult, um, Gordon, because me personally, I was always you know interested in football in general. So I would take in other games even when I played. A lot of players will only concentrate when they play against a guy. So if you play against him four times and four times He's that player does well against you, you might think that's the guy. But if you have a general interest in football, you maybe start looking at other games and other times or if games are live on TV and all that kind of stuff. And as Scott says, somebody like Callum McGregor. I think you tend to define. I don't know if the bigger clubs do it now, but they, you know, they used to do their own play of the year, in-house play of the year. Yeah, I think they still do. And, yeah. and guys like Cal McGregor invariably won these things because the rest of the players know how important he is to the overall. And I think that gives you sometimes uh, a bit of a gauge as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I think most players, it's it's who's given mm. them a tough time. Uh, and if you play four or five times against someone. Um, and and they've been you know like that mm-hmm. all the time. Then invariably the other guys that get the get the nod. It, it's, it's true what Stevie says though, Scott. I mean, you know, a Celtic striker scoring a lot of goals that that in itself doesn't necessarily surprise you. It's probably going to take a bit more to really impress you because they're the best team and, and they create the most chances. But has he gone about it in a way that that has really made everyone sit up and take notice stylistically and then as Stevie says you can't ignore the big games either yeah stylistically for sure and obviously in a system with a manager that knows him and complimented by having some really good players round about him so yeah for sure I think for me if you had a Kyogo in front of you it's I think uh, like the game the other day where Callum McGregor plays about with Hitati Kyogo makes that run regularly and it's his, his movement's that good That you instinctively Play the pass Because it's so sharp uh, So for me As he's good As he's the best Since last And it's, it's obviously Going to be a debate But he's been Outstanding Since he came to Scotland You could understand that Then Jim As a, an experienced mm. defender There must be Centre backs In the league mm. this season Who think Playing against him Was an absolute nightmare yeah. So he's getting my vote Yeah I mean Listen Scott says you look at normally a simple thing the ball's wide you glance over your shoulder to see where the striker is so as he's making that run forward invariably you're just trying to get just just in front of him and no more 
Try and put your arm out a little bit Stop him going across him With Kyogo You glance He's ready to go You glance again He's checked away You glance again He's coming across you Or he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in your blind side So he, he's, he's so clever In those situations And that's very difficult To coach very And very difficult To defend against You see the one where he stands offside Yeah you, what, what do you do In that in that scenario Yeah I mean l- Listen as a defender You have to stay up Because you can't go back Because that's what yeah. he's wanting you to do But when he goes back onside again That's when you've got to be Really switched on But as, as Scott said there You know the link-up play be- between the, t- the the players is is get better and better. Of course, as the months have progressed, that they know when they put that ball across the goal, that's where he'll be more often mm. than not. And defenders might think, well, how do defenders not know that? But as I say, it's because he does it in a split second. He's got that real sharpness, that mm-hmm. real energy. And as I say, listen, he's, he's been he's been a revelation. If he, if he didn't get injured last year, I'm sure he scored 30 goals I, last year I, as well. I think as well, see when you talk about, obviously you're a defender and strikers movement, he runs across the front post. Not all strikers do that anymore. It's the worst run for a defender because even if somebody misses him, there's somebody there to tap it in. Mm-hmm. And he's just got so much to his game And it's one thing No one is going to do it But you need to do it as quick as he does Yeah Yeah but he also The way Celtic play With the You know The the, the, the wide players Scoring so many goals Jota Abada Maida His runs again Because he's looking To stretch defenders All the time So And defenders can't really go 1v1 So nearly always get someone Getting close to him Someone covering So that leaves space For other Mm. players as well Including their midfield players Thank you Stevie He wants Or thinks Kyogo's going to win it He thinks Van Veen could run him close Thinks Carter Vickers Has been hard done by To miss out But what do you think? Uh, We're going to speak to Anne Megan Who's in Greenock After these You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scott Allen and Jim Duffy are here It's 0141 We're asking you Who will win player of the year Based on the shortlist And who's been unlucky to miss out Give us your thoughts You can tweet as well We've got a poll up and running In the interests of democracy Because uh, it was the players that picked these But let's see what the fans think Got Well over 2,000 votes so far mm. So it's ticking along and Kyogo is out in front with 36% of the vote However, Kevin Van Veen is tucked not too far behind them mm-hmm. And then Callum McGregor and Rio Hitati fairly even thereafter So you've still got time to influence that vote Argue with it, agree with it, do what you like on Twitter But preferably give us a call 01419511025 Right, Anne is in Greenock Who should win it for you, Anne? Hi there, um, for me, Callum McGregor Why? Give us the sales pitch Well... <clears throat> I think they've had a, you know, Hitachi and Kyogo are both, you know, exciting superstars in the team, but he seems to bring the team together. You know, he's been an absolutely excellent captain for us in the short time he's had that role. And, you know, I just think he's just led by example. He is the reigning PFA Scotland Player of the Year, of course. And I'm having a look. I can't see too many that have won it back to back. In fact, I can't see any of Twice I think and there's only like Scott Brown won it twice I think didn't he? Yeah, but I mean, I mean in terms of consecutive yeah, back back, seasons. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm really going back. I've even passed Jim Duffy's mm-hmm. name on there. <laughs> there you are. No one has ever won it back to back, and I'm saying that very slowly in case I've got Just it wrong. Hit Mark Viduka sandwiched. It was in between two mm-hmm. Henrik Larsons, so mm-hmm. even he didn't do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was kind of thinking there in terms of it. You know, he, he, he is he the irreplaceable member of the Celtic team? But then you could say that maybe about the other the other two as well. No, I, I think he's over. a one one guy. I mean I mean he missed a few games last year where it was at the broken cheekbone he had when yeah. he wore the mask for a while. 
Um, Missed some this season, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he, yeah, yeah. He's had he's had a couple of but but over the last I don't know five six years. I mean, his his record for being on the pitch uh, yeah. has been has been extraordinary. You know, I mean, in, in terms of you know, I said domestic matches and international. You know, what I mean, and he plays you know the Scotland games. He plays the he plays uh, all, all the games that are available to him. And he's very, very few poor games. Very few. I mean, literally, you could yeah. you're less than a handful over over a hundred or two hundred games. So I think Andrew right. He, he is a heartbeat of Celtic. There's no question about that. I think he leads by example. He's a different type of captain to Scott Brown. Um, you know, Scott was more competitive, more combative, and uh, I think uh, you know more vocal. Whereas whereas Callum does it. You know, by his responsibility on the pitch, never shies away from wanting the ball. If he makes an error, he sprints to get it back. Um, and, and just as I said, everything is just a top class professional. He just oozes professionalism, but he's got quality, he's got class. As Scott mentioned earlier on, he can do it in the European stage. Um, he isn't he isn't phased by anyone, but he doesn't shout about it. He doesn't come out after the game and say, "Oh well, I, I've proved that I can play at this level or that level." He just does it and lets other people mm. do the talking. And, and maybe maybe that's a little part of not getting these you maybe awards. Uh, maybe that, that 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 we might think that these players deserve yeah. because they don't shout from so the rooftops about themselves. As as good as they are, Kyogo and Hatati, and you feel like Callum McGregor is the most important to to what Celtic do. I do. Um, I think when he doesn't play, he's missed. We have other players that can come in and, you know, replace them. Maybe not to have the same impact, but they are replaceable. We can bring O in for Kyogo. And we have an abundance of midfielders, really. So I think Callum's a guy who gets them all going, pulls it all together. And as you said, he's, he's also international. He's been a credit to Scotland. It's been brilliant for Scotland. I mean, I've not. You can't. You can't stop humans. You know, footballers can base it on whatever they want. Maybe they will take his Scotland performances into account. It's not necessarily what it's about, but like I say, human nature. He's in a in an area of the team that has you know English Premier League players, and you know we hoped Billy Gilmore was going to kick on and rack up hundreds of caps, and maybe he still will, but. He's the one. He's the constant, isn't he? And the rest sort of fit in. Yeah, about. he is, and it's the for me, it's the consistency. I think. Like Jim says, he rarely makes mistakes, and if he does, he, he usually fixes it very, very, uh, very sharply. But for me, the consistency, the quality, like I said, he makes the, the, the simple things look really easy, and he does them all the time without even thinking about it. And that's that's the sign of a very good player. And you've got Kyogo's jotters, yeah, they've got all the flair. But for me, Cal McGregor just he's strolling through games. And another thing for me, Scott, he makes other players look good as well. I mean, no disrespect to Ryan Jack, he's a good player. But when he plays alongside Cal McGregor in Scotland, he looks like a whole different player at times. He goes up another level, I think, because you know, the, the, you know, I think Cal McGregor's clever enough to complement, and they complement each other. Whereas you said, Gordon, if you look, then people say, well, Scott McTominay not playing, or Billy Gilmore not playing, or you know, whoever Kenny McLean not playing. Well, you know, people people tend to think. Why, why is these two Scottish guys playing? I think would, if you would, ask would the they players, really get a, you know, would, would you pay 30, 40 million for these guys? No, but as a as a combination, they were tremendous for Scotland and I think a lot of that today with how Callum McGregor plays the game I, alongside I th- a teammate. I think if you ask players who'd actually played with him, like I said, I trained them for, for, for a good few years when I was at Celtic and you could see the quality soon as went in and I didn't realise how good he was until I went there. I think the fact that he's, he has, he's now going to be the heartbeat of the Scotland team as well, I think that... That just shows you considering he's keeping players from Manchester United. Your Billy Gilmore, who we all know is highly rated. Well, what jumped out at you then when, for that surprise when you trained alongside him? 
it's just well, professionalism for a start. And, and if, it, when he first broke into the Celtic team, he was playing. On, I'm sure he was playing on the left, yeah. and he had goals. I know we see maybe a different side to him But he can play forward He is versatile And he broke into the Celtic team In, a, in the left midfield position I'm sure that, uh, I need to obviously check that But I'm sure it was I think you're right yeah But for me Just the simple things He went, wanted to play one two. He, he's got a he's got continental style And with all the good things That Scottish players have Any of your Celtic team Unfortunate to miss out Anne Or is it Just impossible to, to squeeze Any more on a four man list well, I think, as I was said before, him and Carter Vickers, I mean, he's been a bit of a juggernaut in defence uh, for Celtic this season. Um, you know, even going back to the Rangers games, he's he's been absolutely excellent. Yeah, hard to argue with that, Jim. It's, it's that age-old one of, like, clearly the Celtic defence isn't going to get tested that often. That, But then that doesn't mean they're not doing a good job. It doesn't mean that... They're not the foundation that everything else is built on And I actually wonder if One of the main improvements from season 1 to season 2 Has actually been Maybe off the ball And maybe, you know, defensively Because As we said there You just look to the eye-catching ones And say, alright Has Jota been as good as last year? Has Kyogo been as good as last year? Mm-hmm. wonder if that's the one of the main things That yeah, Celtic but In domestic football anyway Celtic rarely get exposed And you need to be uh, You know, strong at the back You need to have good pace uh, Carter Vickers and Starfelt have been a great combination for Celtic um, so they can almost play at times a 1v1 you know because you see them so so high up the pitch you know, and we know the way Celtic's fullbacks play plays inverted fullbacks like midfielders and they're up the pitch so at times it can be it could actually be even more difficult really if you think about it as a centre back because you've got no fullback to, to cover the space so you need to be able to be reading it and Carter Vickers does it really well as I said he doesn't try the difficult thing you don't see him trying 60 yard raking diagonal balls he just rolls it into McGregor or he rolls it into Moy or O'Reilly or the fullbacks, and he just keeps everything simple. So therefore, he makes very few errors. And again, as a defender, I always say defenders get the boring tags: dependable, reliable, consistent. The flair players get those exciting tags: mm-hmm. imagination, create, creative. You know, flair, as I said to you. But you want your defenders to be reliable, and there is no one more reliable than Cameron Carter Vickers. Telling you, defenders can win it if you're good enough. Just got to ask this guy next to you. you know, we're going to get on to this with Kevin Van Veen. I mean, I don't like ever to blow smoke up the, the pundits that we've got. I much prefer to bring them down <laughs> a notch or two. But seriously, Scott Allen, since we're talking about this, how does this guy manage to win Player of the Year at the back for a team that finishes bottom of the league? <laughs> going to explain that to me. What uh, year was that? Uh, well, 80... long before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't need to rub Doesn't it matter. In. 84, 85. <laughs> Still. You must have been brilliant See me and Scott are too young Give us your chance Tell us you were Barese oh, in disguise No I'm not too bad. No I, I think it's, Do you it's, think it's, it was that one Players hated playing against you Scared of him <laughs> Yeah <laughs> No but they wouldn't They wouldn't have No I, I told I've said Like we've discussed this tonight It's you, you play against someone And then they You know you might play Well Honestly. against that particular person That person think Well he, he was alright against me Or you're playing a team that was struggling a little bit where we were and you're, you're still showing commitment and effort and you're trying your best and they understand that then it's usually it's like almost like a player's player player yeah. so well I quite like the, I would like coming in my team I'm telling you, know, you, that you kind of way. you're playing that down a centre back winning player of the year that's for incredible. a team that finishes bottom is madness right you tell me what that's like a Ross County centre back winning player of the year this year unthinkable but anyway we'll get back to slaughtering the pundits <laughs> exactly that was, that, that two minutes, me stick. That two minutes <laughs> made, made us all feel a bit uncomfortable let's be honest um, thank you very much to Anne let's hear from uh, Callum McGregor since he was the subject of Anne's praise yeah, it's always nice to, to be in the conversation when, you know, these individual awards are 
are getting handed out shows that you know you're doing something right and and obviously the PFA one is is the players union so you know voted for by the players is, is always a nice one because I think sometimes they understand how difficult the game can be sometimes and, and the consistency of you know what you're doing um, week in week out so you know overall um, pleased to be nominated you know the fact that we've got three players represented in it as well is it tells you that collectively we've had a really good season and, and like you said the names that you've mentioned there could easily be in the conversation as well so it just shows how uh, strong a season the club's had and, and I think that's the most important thing you know individual awards are nice but the collective is, is obviously where you want to be you want to be where the trophies are handed out and the individual stuff is you know that allows the players to shine within a really good Celtic team so whoever wins will have the, the collective and the, and the rest of the teammates to think uh, Let's go to William on the line what do you think of that four man shortlist William is it the right call is it the wrong call? Uh, I don't think so I mean I, I, I see with other boys or maybe know it so much with Van Veen but they've got at Callum McGregor I, I don't really see anything special about him. I really don't. And, and you've not got James Tavernier in there, a guy that's been inducted into the Hall of Fame for, the, for, the, uh, for Rangers, for the club. Scored over 100 goals. I mean, where else is his name? Well, he's not scored 100 goals this season, though, has he? That, that's all it is. It's you know player of this season. So do you think James Tavernier, ultimately, you think he's had a better season than Callum McGregor? Well, the way I think about it is, if I was to think of who, who would I want in my team and who would I want my captain to be, it'd be James Tavernier all day. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want Callum McGregor in my team, I'd want James Tavernier. He gave me a pick of the two. Based on? Just, he's a better leader, he pulls us out a whole lot of time, he scores goals. He's, he's just a better player, I think. Hmm. Uh, listen, this is all about opinions. That's what you want. Know than, that, you know, so William's given his opinion. I don't think there'll be. You two are allowed to disagree with it. Yeah, no, I don't agree with it. Um, absolutely don't agree with it. I think, uh, you know, James Tavernier's has a phenomenal Rangers um, career so far in terms of the, the goals and the assists. I mean, you, you can't deny that. Uh, he's a he's a proper modern day fullback. Um, you know what he's contributed to Rangers. Unfortunately, his teammates haven't matched that, and I think that's something that uh, you know even as a captain, you know, listen, you, you can you can demand from your teammates, but they haven't they haven't lived up to to his standards. I I don't think. Whereas Callum McGregor, I think not only as his performance has been. You know, unbelievably consistent over over a concerted period of time. But if we're talking just about this season alone. Um, I, I I just think that you know being the captain of a team who have you know won the league, won the cup, strong strong favourites for the treble, and you know being uh, you know uh, such an instrumental part in in, in Scotland, uh, you know international football, then I don't think there's any question that that Callum McGregor is is going to be one of the picks of this season. What do you think, Scott? Good point from William. Agree. Uh, no, I wouldn't agree. I think James Tavernier would swap you all the all the goals and assists this season for to have two trophies at this point in the season and, and going for a treble. Especially the fact that we talk about a leader, Callum McGregor came in from a very successful uh, Celtic captain and Scott Brown. There was a lot of pressure on him, and he's he's came out the other end in flying colours. So I get the point on back to the original point why James Tavernier's in it. It's because the players that play in that league. Obviously this this year for one reason or another I don't see him as in the top floor William I listen to a lot of phone calls on this show as you well know I actually think And I don't mean to mischief make here I think there will be a lot of Rangers fans out there Who would quite happily take Callum McGregor in that Rangers team If you could put the obvious rivalry to one side You must be doing this guy a disservice 
Nah, I don't think so. I, in my group of pals, anyway, I know I hear people in this saying they get rid of James Tavney or this and that. That's just, I think that's just reaction to the team playing bad, but that's no Tav's fault. No, he can't help with the rest of the team are doing, and then when he needs to step up, he does. Oh, but, th- th- but this is the thing. Whether James Tavernier is good or bad for Rangers, that is a separate argument, and maybe he does. Get, maybe he does get too much criticism from Rangers fans. But there's still a whole leap, surely, to say ah, he's a better leader than Callum McGregor. I'd, I'd take him over Callum McGregor. That's a different argument, isn't it? Listen, a captain is different, and it's changed uh, over recent years. It used to be that kind of clenched fist kind of idea, of driving people on. That's not the way the game is now. You know, you've got to be able to, you know, get, get the players. Um, you know, mixing there's so many nationalities, so many different cultures in dress rooms now that maybe your captain's role is different now uh, within a dressing room and and on the pitch. Um, but listen, I, I think you know all credit to James Tavernier f- for his performances because I think, as I said, in our Rangers team has been inconsistent this year at times. Um, he's one that that's shown a good level of consistency um, and still still you know playing a high a high high level. But unfortunately, as I said, it's voted by the, his fellow professionals, and his fellow professionals, as Scott has said, haven't seen, uh, you know, mm. haven't seen enough in James Tavernier this year to nominate him yeah. as as one of the four. I think there's more than that. I must admit. I think William's view will be a minority one, even among some Rangers fans. That's just my gut instinct on this. But we can agree to disagree. William, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Good time to call. This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scott Allen and Jim Duffy are here It's 01419511025 Nice friendly polite debate about player of the year so far I'm sure we'll get round to the young player later on We've not even touched the surface of that And you playoff fans whether it was a good night or a bad night, get in touch, let us know. I'm looking at you, Falkirk, Airdrie, Partick Thistle, Queen's Park, along those lines. Uh, get in touch and give us all your thoughts, please. Let's bring in Josh and Bailison. How are you, Josh? I'm good, thank you. How are you going? Yeah, all good, all good here. What are you thinking tonight? Oh, I just think the last caller was just unbelievable. I think Callum McGregor's captain fantastic. I think he's been phenomenal at Celtic. I think he's phenomenal at Scotland. And I think sometimes he just doesn't fully get the praise he deserves. I know he won also the player of the year last season. But I think sometimes he's not got the panache or the flair of Tati. He doesn't contribute as many goals as some of the strikers. But I just think he's a phenomenal captain. Are you telling me you disagree with the previous caller and you, you in fact, wouldn't swap him for James Tavernier? Oh, most definitely not. I thought you might say that. I, I just think it's absolutely unbelievable. I, I really do mm. think he was a Scotland captaincy when it was given to... Andy Robson. I don't think he's a bad captain, but I just think McGregor is just Mr. Reliable. I just think he does the kind of simple stuff well. He keeps the ball moving, he drags everyone else on round about him. I just think he's phenomenal, and I just don't think he gets enough praise. But he's honestly one of the best talents Scotland's produced. It's interesting. I'm going to keep going with my amateur psychoanalysis of who votes for who and why. Because um, I feel like Josh is kind of right on a maybe on a week to week basis. Month to month basis Maybe Callum McGregor Isn't the one That's getting singled out Every week But then as, as to be fair Josh acknowledged He did win this award Last year It's almost like When it gets to the end Of the year As you said Players do take a bit more Of a, a general overview About consistency levels And I'm, I'm looking back Even over the 
the winners from previous years You know Scott Brown probably fell into that category I'm not sure on a Saturday night We'd get many calls going Oh Scott Brown was unbelievable today But once it gets to the end of a season And you think about an overall contribution Stefan Johansson won it again Maybe someone like him would fall into to that category Emilio Izaguiri won it from left back So I kind of get what Josh means Maybe he is underappreciated yeah, but I mean, not not come the end of the season. Yeah, I think that when listen, the players look at it and, and over the course it should be ju- judged over the course of the season. Invariably, it's over two thirds, three quarters of the season because I said the votes are in a little bit earlier. But um, some somebody like Callum, I mean, he's a conductor of a very talented orchestra. You know, so he's got a very talented orchestra in front of him, and he's he's the guy that that conducts it and conducts it beautifully. And he's he's just so pleasing on the eye, uh, and he just keeps it keeps everything ticking away. Um, you know, he's he's, he's 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 exquisite in some of his play, but he's not just the wee simple passes. See him driving forward with the ball again, taking players away, creating space for his teammates, and then he does the other side of it, but not in a slide tackling, crunching tackle, mm-hmm. nicking it, getting back, assessing the the danger. And if there's one wee criticism that, that sometimes will people label them as we Celtic play the top teams in Europe when they think we need someone who's got a bit more defensive, uh, you know, um, you know, nous because Callum, although he reads it brilliantly and all that, that's not his number one priority is to break things up. But when he does do it, he then keeps the ball, as Scott said, and you get a lot of guys who'll break the play up, but then give the ball away yeah. again just as quickly. So. He's a he's a he's a European style player. I mean, the guys like Busquets and Rodri and all these type of guys have done it over the years. Um, you know, they they break up and then keep the play going, allow the other players to go and play, and then sit back and, as I say, conduct the orchestra. And I think that's exactly yeah, what Callum I mean, Callum we, we, does. We don't praise Rodri on this show, just for your information. See, see when you talk about like, the, I think people when you say he does the simple things well, if it's easy to do the simple things well all the time, is not easy. Mm. You know, players yeah. play in there They may be watching oh, I'll go and try that today He does it consistently Doing the simple things well All the time Is not mm. an easy job to do I, I wonder if that phrase Does at times Disservice dis- anyway Because it's, it's not as if It's only side to side Or back No it's penetrating Passes through the lines he's a, He is a goal threat mm. He is he's, he's obviously Like I said uh, Previously he's played He is versatile And he has been versatile In uh, Celtic squads Over the years But he is a goal threat When he's, when he's at the edge of the box He'll, he'll have a shot he, Usually hits a target He's also understanding And accepting your role in the team You know Because he knows He's got those other players To do certain roles And he totally accepts His role in the team Isn't the eye-catching guy All the time And he maybe know That he's got the things In his game But if it it works for the team And he's the best In that position To let others go And uh, express herself And and that's what you've done So Josh You think he deserves to win On our very scientific Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard poll He's currently third Behind Kyogo and Van Veen and he's a good bit behind Kyogo, but, but you think it's it's the captain that deserves it for you? I think, I think if Kyogo or Van Veen won, they'd both be lovely winners. But I just think sometimes that he maybe doesn't get as much praise as he deserves. And I fully understand what you're saying. When I say he does the simple things well, he does the simple things well, but he also does the other things. Yep. Um, the, the breaking up the play, these passes. He does have other things to his game, but he gets his job right and he does it right all the time. I think that's where Tavernier falls down a lot of the time. Yeah, he may go up, score a penalty, or score a wonderful free kick. But if you look at like the last old fun game, his job's to defend, and he, he completely lets Jota running at the back post. It's okay if you do the excellent things, but you have to do your job well, and defending is his job. 
Josh, you've made, a good, you've, made, you've made your point well I appreciate your time Josh and Bailiston What about Stephen in Cambus Lang? I've been waiting for a sales pitch along these lines Stephen, come on, shake it up G- Give us the real name that should win it First of all, I will start off by saying I completely agree with the boy Bailiston On the McGregor Tavernier debate It's not even close McGregor's won 13 honours in his time at Celtic I think Tavernier's won two There you go, who's a better captain than that answers that But um, in terms of the player of the year Kevin Van Bean it's got to be if it wasn't for Kevin Van Bean we would be getting relegated this season it's as simple as that you look at his goal on Saturday against Kilmarnock somebody put the Dennis Bergkamp commentary uh, against it no Bergkamp's goal in 1998 the famous Dutch commentator mm-hmm. and the three of them look very very similar side by side he's we call him the budget Bergkamp he's, he's been showing that all season he's, he's a maverick He's, he's somebody that you're going to look back on in five years and he'll be the... No, you get the streets we'll never forget. Kevin Van Dien will be the streets <laughs> we'll never forget. Thank you, the rest of you. I mean, Scott Allen, as a, as a man who likes to pay attention to the technical side of the game, Stephen makes some fair points about that goal at the weekend. But it's not that's one of 25 this season. Yeah, and, and, and we're not even thinking about the other bits of brilliance that maybe don't have a goal at the end of it or, or an assist. So I, I've played against him a few times. I liked him. The first time I ever played against him, he showed some ridiculous touches and he's got real finesse about his game. I think it's, it's, it's a very good point. Where would Muller be this season without his goals? I'd rather not think about it. Well, we'll talk about it because they would, <laughs> they would, be, they would, they would be struggling. They would they'd probably be down night. there. So Playoffs in next week, maybe. Playoffs, maybe, yeah. But so when you have a guy of that quality, I think uh, Motherwell fans will. As the, as the caller said, the streets won't forget, but he, he's impacting the middle squad this season. has been, been incredible. He's got 10 goals in his last seven games, Jim Duffy. He's scored in, oh, he scored in seven games in a row. Did he get three three doubles in that or something like that? Three doubles in yeah. that time then. Um, so what's that, 13 goals in his last 11 games, if you want to extend it a bit further, something along those lines. And it's always said, it, it becomes a bit of a cliche, but then it has to be true to get that status if you're scoring that in a team that hasn't had a good season, yeah. does that almost deserve more praise? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it was an old uh, pal of mine, Bobby Williamson, that said, if you want to entertain, go to the cinema. But I think if you want to entertain, you get players like that in your team. Yeah. You know, you, you pay your money in football to be entertained. And, uh, you know, Van Veen entertains. He entertains the fans, he entertains his teammates. Uh, he comes up with moments of brilliance that no one else in the pitch can even dream of. His, his goal at the weekend... There's nothing short of sensational. I get really frustrated when it doesn't get highlighted as much Enough, on, yep. on you know, Sky and all these other things because if it was down south, they'd be raving about it. They'd be showing it time after time. But up here, it's almost like, yeah, that was a decent goal and we underplay it. We should be shouting from the rooftops about that. It was a the, moment the, the touch of is absolute the touch, isn't it? genius. The touch and then the second genius. touch as well. No, it's, it's, not, it's not a moment that necessarily... It's not impacted upon the you know the level that you're at. That that touches. So well, that touches wherever you are. Yeah. If you're on the street or you're on yeah. a pitch, it's coming out the sky. It's, in, yeah, it's but incredible. But even on, on on TV, a couple of the you know the, the pundits and listen, I've done it. And you've done it yourself, Scott. They, they were looking at the kind of negatives. Oh, the defenders should have done this. The defender could have done that. I thought just forget the defenders in that situation. Mm. Just talk about the absolute. You know, magnificence mm. of the goal, their touch, their t- as you say, the set up touch, and then the 
calm this after that. A lot of players would get excited if they do a little yeah. bit of skill. He's like calm. And then I even loved the celebration. <laughs> the sleep, no, that's that brilliant. <laughs> and I just thought everything about it was absolute <laughs> class and a, just a joy to behold. Stephen, the you've been quite lucky actually over the, the period to think you've well a winner of this award and Michael Higdon. There's been Louis Moult, there's been John Sutton scored a lot of goals as, as Mullow's kind of number nine, if you like. Is Kevin Van Veen the best of the lot, or where does he rank? I love Louis Moult and I love Michael Higdon, but in terms of just who I, who I look forward to going to watch, it might be recency bias, but he can make something happen out of nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's touch, he's got flair, he's got everything, honestly. And we're probably going to lose him, but Listen, he's, he's approaching 32. I don't think he can begrudge a guy. He's got a family uh, of, of one big move. And I think it's actually quite good that he's in 32. Maybe a good time for Mother to cash in, get some money, and, and hopefully reinvest it. Yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, we, we talk about Michael Higdon won it, and Kevin Van Veen will be avoiding the Corinthian after the awards <laughs> this year, I think, um, if he's taking advice. And if you think I'm going to take anything away from Michael Higdon that, that's not happening but again that was a Motherwell team that finished mm-hmm. second it was a Motherwell team that had uh, did make you know made a lot of chances mm-hmm. it's had some really good attacking players still a wonderful achievement but this has been has been a one man band at times hasn't it yeah, I think again as I said he's, he's one of those guys I, I think it was Stephen was saying you'll probably only really fully appreciate him in a few years time it becomes almost like a Frank Zosie type thing at Hibs yep. you get this iconic hero, status yeah. you become a cult hero further down the line you realise by the way we had, we had that boy Van Veen what a player he was but you maybe don't always appreciate it as much as you should at the time as you mm. said you know with it, you know, when you're going for leagues or you're going to the top of the league it's a wee bit easier than when you're struggling uh, we can maybe elaborate that on in the future but Stephen we've run out of time thank you very much it's that time of the night already Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football I think the only player that we've not had a specific phone call to say he should win player of the year is Rio Hitati. So if there's any Rio Hitati fans out there, uh, you know what to do. I'm still looking at you fans of the Championship and League One and Two sides. Let's talk playoffs. But first, beat the pundit. 0141 951 1025 and the lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Scott Allen are here It's 01419511025 If you're just joining us I've no idea where you've been But you better have a good excuse And you've missed a nice debate On the player of the year shortlist You can keep it going of course Who should win it? McGregor, Hitati, Kyogo or Van Veen? You've got a young player And a women's player shortlist as well uh, Who should win it? Tell us why Who's been left off unfairly and of course, we must, in fact, we'll need to do this soon. We must look back on some of that playoff action last night. Incredible stuff, high drama, and that's just the starter because there's a few more rounds of this stuff to come. But before we do any of that, let's see if we can get some good drama on this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. It's been quite the week on Beat the Pundit, Monday night. Guy came on, got none right, swore, had to cut him off <laughs> and lost 7-0 to Simon Donnelly. A bit more straightforward last night, a 3-2 win for Hugh Keevens. Let's see what Jack and Clyde Banks capable of. How are you, Jack? Uh, Jack? Hello, gents. I know bad. How are you? Ever, have you ever played before? 
Uh, never actually my first time calling in at all no. contestant, so. Now I can see right through you Jack Because it says Jack in brackets Partick Thistle So you were just on top of the world after that drama last night And you thought you would take on Beat the Pundit How was it last night? Uh, it, was a, it was a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest You went up with 10 minutes to go uh, Four threes obviously It's obviously better than you know, going there with any advantage But I mean you like to go with going there with two mm. goals rather than one don't you? So not, not over yet? Not over yet, not by a long shot Well we'll see, I've got a few other callers I can see coming in Trying to have their say on the playoffs last night So let's toss the coin And see if it will be Jim Duffy or Scott Allen Did you play last time you were in? Um, I've played Mm, So you're still one from one? Yes And beat Mm. the pundit You're going to watch again, it's Jim Heads Mm. Up against Jack So what we'll do here is give Jim some greatest hits radio to listen to And I'll turn it up nice and loud And that way you've just got a private audience Jack 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer That's simple okay Right good man 30 seconds then On the clock And your time Starts now Who's the only men's player Nominated for player of the year Who was also nominated last year Can you go What was the score The last time Rangers played Celtic At Ibrox Two Who's the only Scottish Premiership side That Johnny Russell played for United. Who was the last Hearts player to play for Scotland? Oh, pass. Jordan Jones joined Rangers from which other Scottish team? Come on. How many Celtic players have been red carded this season? Two. Who was the last? Who are the last English winners of the Champions League? Liverpool. Okay, let's bring back Jim Duffy. Can you hear us? Yes. Ready? Same set of questions. Go. Let's do it. Who's the only player nominated for the Men's Player of the Year Who was also nominated last year mm. Callum McGregor What was the score the last time Rangers played Celtic at Ibrox 2-2 Who's the only Scottish Premiership side that Johnny Russell played for From the United Who was the last Hearts player to play for Scotland Lon Shanklin Jordan Jones joined Rangers from which other Scottish team Commander How many Celtic players have been red carded this season Three Who were the last English winners of the Champions League uh, Liverpool Okay Jack How do you think it went? I think he's bit me there man I think you've Bottled it with Kyogo Ah no Jack I must admit That was the one I was Thought you'd be kicking yourself It is Callum McGregor I mean Kyogo had a good season Last year But it was um, Callum McGregor So Jim goes 1-0 in front But then you found your feet You knew that it was 2-all Last time Rangers Played Celtic at Ibrox You knew that Johnny Russell uh, Has only played for Dundee United in terms of the Scottish Premiership There were loan spells I think Forfer and, and Wraith Rovers So still one up to Jim He then Stretched his advantage Lawrence Shankland Was the last Hearts player To play for Scotland Came on as a sub against Spain In the most recent game So Jim Duffy's two up You both got Kilmarnock For Jordan Jones Jim Duffy stays two in front And there was life left in you Yet Jack Because David Turnbull And Callum McGregor Are the two Red cards for Celtic So you pulled one back I think you know Aye. You've not done enough Because you've both said Liverpool for the last one Which was wrong mm-hmm. Chelsea was Chelsea. more recently than that I must admit Under pressure I'm not sure I would have gone Chelsea either But there we are It was the 2021 final They beat Man City of course mm-hmm. And none of you got it Which means Jim Duffy's won By a solitary point Jack It was a good effort Just not quite enough Hard lines well, it's no such 7-0 against Simon Donnelly exactly. <laughs> it's, it's no 7-0 Good man, Jack and Clyde Bank On 0141 You had Chelsea there I'm impressed with that mm. 
That was that was the, the first Champions League final after COVID, I'm sure. Oh, I can't right, no need to oh, show off. Gosh, he's staying relaxed and all that. You know, he's under the pressure. pressure. Yeah, <laughs> and he's one of these, he's clearly a world football fan. He was telling yeah. us he's going to the San Siro yeah, next good. week. For the Milan derby. Mm. Just, uh, the last Milan derby in the San Siro. That's, that's, that's history. That, that is, that is, and have you ever been before? I've not, no, I've not. Piece of history. Good stuff. It, hope it's not over by then. I know, that's a good point. We'll ah, find out tonight. Don't be doing any shopping in Milan now. I might, I might take it. See, <laughs> see, to be fair, right? There is only one pundit on this show who I think could get away with buying his clothes in Milan, and it's him. That's the reason why I said that. It ain't Hugh Keevans, <laughs> and unless they've got a discounted golf superstore, it ain't Gordon DL no. who dresses no. like a frustrated PE teacher. And unless you sell all breaking tractors, it's, it's no not Mark Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> exactly. The more I'm thinking about this, Roger, <laughs> no, he's the only one yeah. taking empty. Maybe Marvin Batley. You know, Marvin's nah, not bad. He's quite smart. No chance. I'm not having that. And I hope he's listening. <laughs> Listen, you can always sell t-shirts at a couple of sizes too, but even if you show his physique. Exactly. You're not having that either, and you know him well. He can <laughs> nah, buy his clothes nah, in Milan. Nah. Absolutely not, no I hope he's listening With his <laughs> sore throat Or whatever it is He's complaining of this morning <laughs> Pathetic 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB We will do more No doubt on those um, Player of the year shortlists Lots of interesting debates uh, To be had But let's bring in Andrew In Airdrie uh, Now we don't get that many Airdrie fans on Andrew Which tells you last night Was a special night Just Did you see that coming? Uh, honestly, um, I did see it coming. Yes, um, not, not, the, wow. not the result, but um, with uh, we had predictions before the game, and I honestly thought about three or four nil um, in the game. Um, but the scoreline in the end was just just blew our expectations away. Um, I think that when you look at the start of the game, we just came out of the traps really early and blew Falkirk away. That was the, the telltale sign that it was going to be a good night. I mean, they're coming at the traps early and they're going 5-0 up at half-time. Scott Allen, uh, remarkable. Completely unbelievable. Yeah, well, I, I know how well-drilled John McGlynn uh, and that Falkirk team are. They've obviously recently been in semi-final of the Scottish Cup. They played some good football, watched them against Hibs at the start of the season, run them close, done, played some great football and a lot of experience in that team. So... As much as the have got a lot of good players, I didn't see, didn't, I didn't, I didn't predict a free four now. Thought it'd have been tight, but what an incredible result performance to be five 0 up at half time as well. It takes the pressure off, and you can kind of enjoy your football a bit. I think if you look at what Reese McCabe done, he's playing. He's he's, he's the manager. He's like scored twice to keep that all together is not is no easy task. So I think when you look at it from far, I feel that's it's an incredible job he's done. Look, it's half time and all that stuff, Jim Duffy, and of course there there may be a big comeback on, and, and Falkirk fans can. Call up and slaughter us for for being premature with it, but you could make you could conceivably make an argument that Airdrie won this two-legged playoff by half time of the first leg, which is quite something against a team that you know it's a well, I've finished been, above them, I've in the finished league. above you in the league. <laughs> yeah, and it is as Scott said in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. But you know, I mean, and they've had a, a terrific season. Obviously, they, they chased Dunfermline for you know most of the season, but about 90 percent of the season. Uh, and Dunfermline, um, you know, obviously just stretched it, stretched the lead towards the end. But no, I don't think there's any way that I mean, I, I've obviously seen the teams come up against them, uh, and earlier scoring goals are fun. I mean, they scored four the week before. Um, they were a run there a few weeks ago. They were scoring five goals. I think about three games in the bounce. They were unbelievable, and they've got such a spread of goals as well. And again, you know, and Callum Gallagher, I don't think scored last night, did he? No. And, and 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 yet he's he's mm. been absolutely sensational for them. 
But um, I don't think anybody could have predicted we're fine, nothing up against Falkirk. I thought it'd been a really tight game. I thought Airdrie could win the game, absolutely, mm-hmm. because they're, they're a very, very good side. But I thought there'd be a goal in it, possibly mm-hmm. either way at the end of the day. But to win 6 2. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely I, extraordinary result. I do wonder, Andrew, looking at there is still work to be done, that maybe this type of praise is for down the line, but why not go for it? I mean, I don't know if it's getting quite enough publicity the fact that Reese McCabe is the player manager. He's 30 years of age. He's obviously doing a great job in the dugout, but it's not impacting his playing performances either, and vice versa. Did you, did you did you have reservations about that when it when it kicked off and have you been proven wrong or were you always sure it would have a level of success? Honestly, I've I've always wanted Reese to be successful with Airdrie. Um, he's been a great player uh, for us and his his management style and his ability um, is unquestionable. Uh, there has been a few times throughout the season where you could have questioned that some results that have been hard to take. Um, for instance, the Northumberland one when we're three up and we lose four three. The Edinburgh ones as well, um, but there's been some fantastic performances and some real big results in there um, as well, like seven seven hill against Pierhead and six one against Kelty. So I mean we're the second top scorers in Scotland for a reason, and we play some real entertaining football. But I think Reese has to take a lot of credit for what he's done, especially at the end of the season. He has been fantastic, um, and everything's just coming into that that way. It's just linking together. Jim, how um, impressive is it? Because you mm. you're always classed as a, an experienced manager and have sort of seen it mm. all before. Just how impressive is what the the, the young guys are doing there? Mm. No, I mean, listen. I think most people thought, uh, you know, when Reese and, and, and Callum uh, were appointed as, as as the coaches, head coach and the the assistant coach, and both and playing, both playing and both, both young. You would think oh, that's not going to work. You know, it's too much. It's too much in their plate. They're going to have to sacrifice something, but they didn't. And you know, the the style of football, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, Andrew's saying there about, you know, a couple of results. You're going to have a couple of results. At any level of football, over the piece, they've been exceptional. I mean, they've got so many players playing, you know, they're, you know the, the, the you know free-flowing football. I mean, I, I know Adam Frizzell, Callum Fordyce at the back has been superb up front. Smith, McGill, Gallagher. I mean, they've just got so many players. And Reese himself has been, you know, uh, you know, such a pivotal uh, player in there. Played at the back for a few times as well, you know, and he's not the biggest, but reading the game and building the play up. So, yeah, I mean, the, it's absolutely an experiment that has p- proven to work when I think a lot of people, including myself, thought... Mm, that that could be a, t- a tough ask. So all credit to them. All credit to them. Different class, Jim. I think as well. You, you know, as a manager, that he's, he's going to have to upset people at times as well throughout the season. And when he's played with them, and he's still playing, and he's a manager, that I, I can't imagine how hard that could be at times. So for him to get them all uh, fighting for the same thing, that he, he, obviously maybe get to speak to some players who who work under him at some point over the next couple of weeks and, and find out what he's. What his style has been Andrew won't agree and, and I wouldn't if I was him either But you know Just sometimes The the team that's on the negative end Of a, of a result like that That's kind of What gets the headlines Or the attention more If you like um, Because if you're a Falkirk fan tonight We had one on the phone He's just disappeared I mean it's, it's an unacceptable result yeah. Isn't it For a first leg of a playoff Completely unacceptable Well I, I get Just unacceptable But just unexpected I mean totally unexpected You know team have played Tremendous for the vast Vast majority of the season And then you have a bad night And this is the thing About football Gordon You know when you pick Your bad night It's just the wrong game To pick it You know it's one of the Most important games Of the season And uh, you know the, 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 the flipping fortunes In terms mm. of 
Airdrie playing at the very top of their game and Falkirk completely coming off it um, just just made the scoreline um, you know so emphatic for Airdrie but I mean listen I was a, you know most of the people listen I was a, a manager at 29 but I wasn't playing you know I was just a manager and although it was difficult I wasn't playing Scott said to be, to play as well and, and, and be so young and, and, and as I said and play that style and uh, you know a different, and no, no, a huge budget. No, if you look, he's brought players in from a lot of different areas, mm-hmm. and he's just managed to gel them all. So, listen, all credit to to Reece and Callum, and they've put themselves in an unbelievably strong position now um, to get to the final of the playoffs. Yeah, let's see how that one pans out. Thank you, Andrew and Airdrie. Make sure you stay in touch. What about Andy, who is a Partick Thistle fan? How do you feel about last night, Andy? Hi, how you doing guys? Thanks for having me on um, <clears throat> Obviously like the, the, the lad playing the beat the pundit uh, I'd have been a lot more happy at the, the 3-1 result um, Wild deflection for, for one of the goals Which the keeper can't do anything about And uh, also uh, Kevin Clancy should be given a free kick uh, Turner's um, filled you know, before that goes in But before I got to get to my main point What made me phone up tonight was that I was just reading after finishing work there Owen Coyle's comments about where the seven minutes of injury time uh, came from. Well, I was at the game last night, and quite a lot of us fans, um, some of the antics the Queen's Park players, um, you know, when they were taking the slightest injury, I honestly thought they were going to be getting the crash team in with the ambulances to get some of the boys off, because they had the whole squad on there taking treatment to them. Uh, we're thinking in the crowd it must be something serious. And after, you know, a couple of minutes, three, four minutes of getting treatment, the boy's up on his feet as if nothing's happened and carries on with the game. So for me it was a bit of poetic justice last night and I think Owen Coyle's probably set the team out to do that, to waste a bit of time. Um, and they've certainly got their comeuppance on that. Um, but in terms of the game, uh, like I say, happy with the result, of course, to take a lead up to Oakville View on Friday night. Um, would rather, I, I kind of felt at the start of the night, because we had the home game first, two goals was kind of what we needed because there's goals in the Queen's Park team. So they're still in it. I don't think we've got this sewn up. Uh, both teams are, are leaking goals and both teams can score goals but I'm, I'm hoping we can still kind of do it I feel, I feel more confident against theirs than I did against Queen's Park so that's how a lot of us were feeling uh, we'd, ra- we'd rather take yeah. care on well, well, listen what's not to like seven goals late drama a bit of needle apparently according <laughs> to Andy and, and all set up for for the next leg the championship had been like that the whole season hasn't it yeah I mean, we just saw the, the last game in the yeah. season there you know Dundee and uh, Queen's Park 5-3 it was end to end it was fantastic entertainment and again at Fir Hill last night I mean listen if you're a Thistle fan you're 3-1 up of course you're going to be a tad frustrated that comes back to 3-3 but then you get that that winner in the 97th minute or something so yeah, I mean, listen, all managers, if it doesn't go your way, we'll ask the, the reason why. I think there was a minimum three minutes, I think it was. But that you always remember when when the, the board, I don't think the boards go up at that level. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think they do. No, they don't. But the, the, the fourth official will tell you there's a minimum amount of time. And something happens and within first, that. And yeah, something can add, can add to that. Mm. But nevertheless, from our perspective, just the, the discussing it and dissecting it, it's magnificent entertainment, and it's just all set up for another, yeah. another, <laughs> you know, huge encounter uh, come come with the yeah. weekend. I mean, you couldn't possibly call a four three over at this point, mm-hmm. Scott. Clearly, there's a lot of football. Last time you were on the show, we had Dom Thomas on, someone Jim knows very well from yep. Dumbarton. He was um, certainly doing his bit to keep Queens Park in it last night, so it's all set up. Yeah, well, you need your best players in in the big games like these playoffs to take up to the four. I think. Even looking at parties well, I think both squads have some really good players, some good experience in their team. I think, obviously, 
own Coyle playing the game a wee bit but from his point of view he, he's doing everything to try and get back to Oakville View with, with, that, with that point which would probably impress his, eh, sorry mm. with, with, with not having a goal over them going back into the, the next tie so it's all we play for but I, th- I think for me I think Partick might just edge it Thank you to Andy We've even had tweets in there here Jim Duffy Paul Patterson says Clyde uncovered a right good young goalkeeper In Ryan Mullen Terrific last night Barring injuries I'm confident we'll stay up And Jim Duffy I'll have done some jobs You got your slender advantage as well last night Well it's slender It's very tough As I said to be honest with you, I thought the game was relatively even But you know, Ryan did have a couple of really good saves And that, that's what happened in these type of games You need your goalkeeper to come up trumps 01419511025 Give us a call Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Scott Allen are here. It's 0141-951-1025. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB. I feel like we're delving into all sorts of corners of Scottish football that we don't often get the mm. chance to. We've had Partick Thistle fans and Falkirk fans and Clyde fans on the playoffs last night. And Doogie has tweeted me Because he wants a mention Because tonight is the Scottish Amateur Cup final There you are In the Hamden sunshine That'd be mm-hmm. some occasion to be fair wouldn't it Cooper Hearts against Steen's club Where would they be from? Livingston. Steen's Thistle From Livingston are they? Steen's Steen's Oh Steen's No Blanta Oh for goodness sake That's a bit different isn't I'm, it? I'm guessing because Now you're, now like, you're making me click Steen on will come from that area No it's not I can't be that I don't from. think Now I'm clicking on websites And all sorts And I should know these things <laughs> Oh I don't know but anyway, you'll get you'll come up with it. Someone, yeah. will, someone, Some, yeah, someone, will, someone will tweet me within minutes mm-hmm. to tell me. There's no doubt about it. Anyway, well done and congrats and all the best to everyone involved in that showpiece for the amateur game tonight. I've got a full time teaser before we bring in Robert on the line. This type of question is just a staple of this time of year. It is so straightforward in nature. Um, that doesn't mean the answers are simple. Quite simply, can you name the last ten? Scotsman to win PFA Scotland's Young Player of the Year. So we've been talking a lot about the shortlists tonight. We're looking for the last ten Scotsmen to win PFA Scotland's Young Player of the Year. Any that jump out? Ryan Christie. Never won it. James Forrest. Did he not win it twice? Oh no, he won. He won the Young and uh, the bigger he one. Is he is in the Young list as well. He won the the main James one Forrest. recently, but James Forrest, yes, twenty eleven twelve season. Although I think that was the season Someone told us Mark Wilson Made team of the year So it must have been A strange oh, right. era mm-hmm. uh, For football that one Kieran Tierney yeah, Three in a row Didn't he Kieran Tierney From 2015 through to The 18 season So an easy one They were nearly Maybe renaming The award. last ten The last ten Scotsman to win Young player of the year Johnny Russell uh, No Stuart Armstrong Nope Take one more guess Then we'll move on Gary Mackay Stephen? No, one more from you as well. Uh, David Turnbull. Yes, mm. he won it the season before last. Um, David Turnbull, well done. Okay, that's three. We'll try and get the other seven before the end of the show. Just wait and we'll try and get. Mm. Thanks very much uh, to Andy for sending that in to fulltime at clyde1.com. Fulltime at clyde1.com. That is where you send questions and we try and catch the pundits out with the answers so let's bring in Robert who's in Bishop Briggs how are you Robert? Good evening Gordon how are you? Not bad right, Scott how are Jim? Hi Robert What's your point tonight Robert? Well really just to say uh, I nearly choked on my chicken curry uh, that I had tonight when my, my fellow Rangers fan was suggesting that Tavernier 
was a better captain and deserved to maybe win the Player of the League nomination than 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 McGregor. Uh, I would say I would have McGregor any day of the week in my Rangers team. I did, you know, I did wonder, and that's why I suggested that everyone's got their opinions, and I, I'll never be too harsh. But I had a feeling that even some Rangers fans would disagree. Um, and it, by the way, Robert, it doesn't even have to be about criticising James Tavernier, does it? It's not really about that. It's maybe just recognising what what's been achieved elsewhere. Aye, well, it's not about criticising with James Tavernier because I think his goals to myself, and, and I, I think for me, I'd like to see him move out of defence because I. And, for me, the jury's still out in defending. I think he's more of an attacking winger. I think he's more productive and more in the game. And uh, his kind of penetration from the midfield going down the wing is a lot better than his defensive duties, uh, shall we say. So, but I'm a kind of old-fashioned kind of defender. I remember watching Jim Duffy. It reminds me of a young Alan Hansen, do you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. What a bit of praise so, that is. Oh, honestly, I don't so, know what you're in that chicken curry. I don't know his age as well. <laughs> I think it may have been illegal. Um, <laughs> who should win out of those four then, Robert? You seem you know, fair-minded and willing to acknowledge that other players have had good seasons. You, you wish Rangers players were, were on the list. Clearly, it's not worked out. So who's the best of those four this season? I think, to be honest, uh, Van Bean has surprised me. Uh, and I'd like Rangers to take him. I like the the Hayley McCoy's kind of combo, the tall guy with the, the small guy. Do you know that playing off each other? So I would love the Rangers. Sorry to say that <laughs> to kind of maybe get Van Bean in right. So uh, I, I was surprised, but not surprised that he's in it uh, because I like McGregor that much. I I'd probably go McGregor, but I think probably in my head would say Kogo get it for the goals because it's the strikers, unfortunately, that 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 get. Uh, the majority of the praise because you've got to turn a progressive style into kind of goals don't you so I suppose you need to score it's goal to win you the points and win you the championships and the titles so probably Kogo probably I think probably just pips it but McGregor's been awesome I mean he's been awesome when Scott Brown was captain and through his Scotland career I think he's a robot honestly he, he, he just does not I've, as, as I think Jim said I don't think he's had a bad game. I have not seen him apart from obviously we get sent off ones. I think even, been... even that one this year it was just one of those take one for the team against yeah. Motherwell, wasn't it? Uh, I keep referring to our poll on Clyde One Super Scoreboard Twitter because there are a lot of followers on there. So we're up at you know nearly three thousand votes, which is a decent sample just now. Um, and as Keo go out in front by a fair bit, then followed by Van Vino and McGregor. In third place With not that, not that many of the votes in Hitati Who we've still not had one actual mention for Which I am surprised about I feel like um, and Our esteemed colleague Fraser Wishart Was straight on to me Telling us um, you know, When the votes were cast And it was after 33 games Which was 87% of the games It is, you know, it is quite a lot of them um, But I still feel like Maybe a month ago then I don't know I feel like there was more hype For Rio Hitati He's only been out for a couple of weeks And I feel like the hype Is gone in that time Is that fair? Well I I don't think the hype's gone I think the the Celtic uh, fans Who watch on week in week out Will appreciate the The uh, the performances he's been putting in I think just when you have Your your guys like Kyogo And the heartbeat Your team like a Cal McGregor It's just a bit maybe overshadowed So for me I think Cal McGregor In my personal opinion But if you're going by what if it was all about goals, it's got to be Kyogo, you know, in, in my opinion. 
Yeah, um, it's funny, Jim, because last night we had a little bit on this Twitter, and I know you don't bother yourself mm-hmm. with that type of madness. Has gone into overdrive because apparently, mm-hmm. and I must admit, I've not even looked in, in great depth. Apparently, Hatati's not in the photos from when Celtic go back to Celtic Park after the game, so he's mm-hmm. gone. He, he must be leaving. That, that's that's <laughs> the sort of leap that's been made on on social media. But given that, look, whether he's fourth on our poll or not, he has had a brilliant season, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, again. You know, when, when, when these players come into the country, it's so difficult to adapt to, you know, everything, the lifestyle, you know, the culture change, you know, the, the style of football. And, um, you know, Hatati took a little bit longer just to just to find his feet. But then again, after that, you know, just, uh, you know, it was, was being terrific. No, he was rapid, was he not? He had the Easter, he, the Hibs debut in the Hearts he, he goal a, and the a Rangers. A little bit of spell to break it, but then I think he had, oh, a, bit of a, that, right, he had okay. a bit of a dip. Right. And, and I think that then it just took him to get up to speed to the way Ange Postecoglou wanted to play uh, in terms of, you know, the, 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 the intensity of, of the game. And I think Postecoglou said that himself. I think he needed that, you know, to get, uh, you know, spell come under. off a season. Yeah, he came off a season, yeah, a season correct. Um, but overall, I think again another outstanding season. But he has had it. It was a little spell where him and Riley would kind of you know were in and out a little mm-hmm. bit, and then and then when Aaron Moy came in at first, he waited a little bit, and then he got in. He had a terrific spell. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's been brilliant in the last month or so, Hatati. But he has had moments again which are really eye-catching, and I think he just shows you that he he, ha- he has got real quality, and he's another player that we know, Gordon. Um, you know, has attracted you know mm-hmm. a few um, envious glances. I think from down south because I think they see him as the as as a as a, a type of player that could definitely play in the English Premiership. Yeah, for me, I think he definitely could if if it's a bill in terms of technical. I think with uh, with all the Japanese players that come over, the 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 work ethic is is some of the best we've seen over the years. I, I think we were just talking about Hatai, Kyogo, Jota. Like we could be coming to the summer, and there could be a lot of teams looking at these Celtic mm. players. But I think you got to put the trust in Ange Postecoglou with the recruitment. I know we speak about it all the time, but the recruitment is incredible. What Celtic have done there. Yeah, um, Robert. The on the young player, there are there is Rangers interest on the young player shortlist in Malik Tillman, which is interesting. We don't know really still whether he's going to be a Rangers player going forward. Do you think he's done enough to to win that award? I think he's shown glimpses, but I think it's a consistency. And and I think it's been sh- said in the show, Gordon, that other things that when the big games have come up, whether it's experience, whether it's age, whether it's a bit of anxiety, he's just no hit the top, the top level as he played some other teams who are kind of, shall we say, the kind of middle of the table, down the bottom half of the league, you know. Uh, but I think time will tell. Uh, whether five million is worth it, that will be another matter, and that's another concern as a Rangers fan about are we going to have the money to rebuild? Because you've got McGregor going. Mm-hmm. I thought Ross McCrory against Aberdeen had a great game, and I would give him more games. And I'm and I'm glad uh, Michael Beale brought him in and didn't leave him out as a, there was a suggestion by uh, Sir Hugh Keevans uh, uh, that he would uh, maybe kind of leave him out. The game was too important. Uh, so, uh, I am, yeah, but we need a budget and we need Michael to bring in his own team and get yeah. rid of some of the, shall we say, the deadwood who've kind of lost interest. Jim. There, yeah, there, there is, it feels like that list is quite an open one, Jim. And look, there's a cynical side here. I've seen it where people are saying, oh, you know, like Tillman's not 
Til- Tillman's had dips mm-hmm. Abada's not ha- Injury played a part as well But mm-hmm. you know Abada's not had an outstanding season Matt Riley's been in and out mm-hmm. And Charlie Riley plays for the team That's finished bottom of the entire mm-hmm. SPFL mm-hmm. pyramid So Look That Maybe it's cynical Or may- maybe it- Maybe there is truth there Maybe it's not as st- Strong a list I don't know if that's a fair phrase as it could have been But there are fo- there are positives there to focus on Maybe it's a huge compliment to Charlie Riley That yeah, he's done that Yeah but also from... you can remember that Votes are spread Gordon You of know course, what I mean yeah. you, can, you, can, you can vote for 10 players And they all get let's just say 10 votes each And then you get 12 votes for Charlie mm. Riley For instance you know So you know because You know exactly what you said A lot of them have been a little bit inconsistent And that's what young players are yep. young, young players are a little bit more inconsistent I like Malik Tillman but I don't think Rangers at this point in time can afford to spend £5 million on him. Uh, even though he could be worth a lot more in, in years to come. But I don't think that they're in that position at this moment in time. But I think he's, again, he still has to learn to produce it in the big games. And whereas I think likes Abad and Jota have done it in the big games. Yeah. So therefore, I think that's sometimes the difference, uh, you know, that, 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 that sometimes you're judged by. But uh, listen, I, I just like the fact that we still have, you know, good young players here. But mm. we mentioned the other I'm a wee bit disappointed there's not enough Scottish exactly. guys in there. Yeah. Yeah, man, I know you've given us a, a, a teaser tonight, but I think that tells you, you know, I think the, we, we sometimes don't risk the same Scottish yeah. players. I mean, the boy Leo Cameron up at Dundee scored a lot of goals and done well, and Josh Mulligan's up there. And there's a couple of other guys in the lower divisions, but at the top division, on a regular basis, young Scottish players, I think, are Max Johnson, you know, half a season, I, but a good half a season. Yeah, but there's not a lot. There's not a lot. I think, that, I think there's room for more. I, I, I completely agree with I completely agree with, with Jim there in terms of the, the young Scottish players. I think we've kind of came away from that in the last couple of years. Uh, you can see in terms of the amount of young players playing in Scottish mm-hmm. first teams, it's, it's not as high as it it's used tiny, to be. Isn't it? it is, yeah, it is, yeah. And obviously, as a whole, we need to look at that and the academies. But there is good Scottish talent out there. But you need to have the opportunity for signing players from obviously all over the world. And these are the guys, obviously, that are up for young player of the year. But I think it's something that we definitely need to get back speaking about. Why they're not the mm. talent coming through Because you can see in, in all the teams throughout the SPFL It's, it's not the numbers that we'd be expecting who, I think, who, who, sorry, Just on. quickly because we're a bit mm. pressed yeah. for time who, win, who wins that award then? Because as, you, as we've said all night Look, this is voted for by the players It is entirely possible mm. that Every lower league player Or every mm. player in League mm. 2 And maybe even League mm. 1 Voted for Charlie yeah. Riley And he wins Young Player yeah. of the Year It might happen But just remember how, how it works But from a and Maybe from an overview who who would you pick out of those four? Yeah, I mean, it's I, tough, I, 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 I think I think you're right in what you say that you know because I think the vast vast majority of Division Two players would have uh, would have voted for Charlie Ray, so therefore he'll have enough a lot of votes. He would definitely win the mix. Uh, out of the other ones, I, th- I think Riley is is again just because I think he's so mature in his play, and that to me he's got a real maturity about him. You you, you never look at that boy and think oh he's only 21 years of age. What happens to be? And, he and he's got the most assists in the yeah. league despite not and necessarily goals, playing all the time. I just think again he just looks he's got a bit of an authority about him. You know he's a he's got a presence about him. He, he just seems assured, comfortable. Uh, and I, 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 just, I personally just think looking at the other mm. ones, he for me, Scott would be the the one I would tip. Yep, I think I think there we are. Uh, we are stats here about him having the most assists in the league. He's not in. He's not in the team at week in week mm. out. But when he does come in, it's as if he's he, mm. he's not been away. He's, he's going in there with Hatati, Moyes, Cal McGregor. I think so. there's something wrong with your mic. You've gone a bit quiet, but you've not done anything different. And I'm turning you up here anyway. Listen, <laughs> I'll get producer Chris to work his magic during uh, the break. We're going to speak to Ali very soon. Quickly, actually, on that teaser. 
So there's a wee clue guy we were speaking about Leo Labada won it last season yeah. Young player of the year But it's the Scottish, Scottish ones The last ten You've given me Forrest, Tierney and Turnbull Sean Maloney mm, Yes he's just mm-hmm. Just in the last ten I think Scott mm-hmm. Well You're Scottish Football nationality <laughs> without, without opening that can of worms You've got to create a real big um, John McGinn No We'll get the rest of the answers next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scott Allen and Jim Duffy are racking their brains They're teaming up during the break To try and come up with the last 10 PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year winners You've had the shortlist today Tillman, Abada, O'Reilly and Charlie Riley from Albion Rovers So who were the last 10 Scottish winners? Forrest, Tierney Turnbull and Maloney was what you had before the break. Mm, I think uh, Scott's got one. Yeah, you did have one more. David Goodwillie. David Goodwillie as well. Mm. Yep, well done. I think Andy Robertson won it, didn't he? He did. He did. Well done. Okay, any more? Stephen Pearson. He's 11th. He is 11th. Anyway, right, so he's not on the list. Right, we'll get back to that. Let's bring in Ali, who's from Kosaith. How are you, Ali? Hi. Magic, thanks very much. What's your point tonight, Ali? Uh, good evening, uh, Scott. Good evening, Jim. Hi, Ali. Dundee legend. Dundee legend. Oh, I was going to say, by the way, what, what, we've, got a dun- <laughs> we've got a real Dundee theme in here. I didn't really notice that, Ali. You're quite right, both of them. Um, I take it you're on then about what was quite a dramatic day. What was there, an hour between Gary Boyer winning Manager of the Month and... Manager of the Year. Uh, Manager of the Year, sorry, <laughs> and leaving. Aye. Aye. But... Uh, but the weekend and the way he was talking on that he's, in his interview after the game on Friday uh, he's got a one year old kid or something he's got a eight year old granddaughter he was possibly uh, homesick you know and if he went back uh, his family obviously well good luck to him but I've read in two apps today the Courier and the Herald that he was actually sacked which I think is quite poor when he was Put yourself forward to go and do the season that's coming, you know what I mean? Yeah, look, from the outside, it's strange, obviously, Jim. You win mm-hmm. the title, like we said, manager of the year, I think, on mm-hmm. Twitter. You, that is the way it showed up on my Twitter feed. I saw the manager of the year post, and the very next one was mm-hmm. like, you know, he's, he's gone from Dundee. Um, Interesting Yeah I'm, obviously I don't know If it was sacked or not I mean they, they might have asked For a commitment A longer term commitment And if he said I'm not prepared to give you that Then, then they might well have said Well look You know we're going to Relieve you of your duties um, But in terms of um, Gary himself He's you know Like any manager You've got to strike When iron's hot You know you've got to go When your stock's high And just winning The championship But indeed And listen I've, I've seen a few people Complaining Saying oh well You know We should have won it And you know With the, the, the biggest budget And so on it's a notoriously difficult league to get out of. I've seen huge clubs in the past struggle to get the, the championship. So to do it in one season, I think he deserved an enormous amount of credit. He didn't have a, an absolute out-and-out regular goal scorer. So they had to do it, you know, you know, really painstakingly and, and, and be patient. And I think Gary Burrow's experience was a massive help in that. So I, I think um, the D fans should be, you know, um, you know, giving the guy... Um, he's due credit for it and wish him well. And now it's about you know Gordon Strachan, John Nelms and the board, um, getting the the right guy in front. I think there's about fifteen players out of contract. Up, I think there's only three players under contract. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's a good thing. If you're a new manager, you come in, you can put your stamp on the team straight away. You're not having to inherit players that maybe you don't fancy. So, provided the budget's decent 
And provided they're patient, I think there's too many times that they have rushed it. They've tried to rush it and they've ended up being that kind of yo-yo club. And that's what John Nelms has said, that they want stability, but to get stability, you need to bide your time a little bit. Jim Duffy, Ali, was telling Scott Allen some of the classic Dundee chaos stories from back mm. in the day during one of the breaks and the look mm. on Scott Allen's face. Uh, I don't think this mm-hmm. quite falls into that category, Scott, but it's, it's, it's quite a turn of events, isn't it? Yeah, for me it's a really strange one There were rumours uh, going about that there was something that, that didn't quite meet the eye with it I think coming off of the back of the season As Jim touched on They've came back up at the first time asking Which is which is all we can do I think relating to the the 15 players out of contract Yeah, they need to be patient And it's it's a good project if such But the Dundee fans, they, they want to come up and, and stay in the league this time round So to be 15 players out of contract And we don't know who's going to get them yet They'll need to play in the Via Play Cup quite Quite sharp considering after the summer True. It's going to be an, an intriguing one for them um, I mean what next Ali I've seen Callum Davidson mentioned Is that one that floats your boat? No, no, no I, It's nothing personal uh, he, he's Granted he's won two cups But the last two seasons he struggled And I don't think he's a man for taking Dundee over I, I, I can't say well, let, let me test that a bit more Ali right? Because I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to, to you or your football club But would that not still be a pretty good CV for, for a Dundee manager? I mean, you know, we think about the market that our clubs are in, our championship clubs or our clubs that are just getting promoted. It's going to be pretty tough to find a manager who doesn't have any sort of blemish on his CV, never mind one that's got two major cups on it. Mm, but uh, you're saying like John Nelms that they're wanting to stay up in the league. Well, the, the, the app that I read today, uh, Gary Boyle, I, I think, Read between the lines He was asking for money To back him And I don't know If they were refused To give him money or no But I'll tell you Who my dream team would be I don't know Would get him or no Is Neil Lennon And Big Rab Douglas As his assistant Well if Gordon Strachan's Involved in the process Then you never know Stranger mm-hmm. things have happened You need to fight Dick Campbell To get Rab Douglas off him We <laughs> <laughs> could stream that On pay per view <laughs> Couldn't we yeah. um, The Ali was very against the idea of Callum mm. Davidson. Yeah, surprises me. I, you know, because I think, um, you know, Callum done an unbelievable job at uh, St. Johnson uh, to won two trophies with a club with their, you know, fan base, their budget, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, and no, no even disrespect, even some of the players, you know, they, they, they galvanised them, you know, it's, you know, such an organisation. And, um, you know, it's a phenomenal achievement to do that with a club at St. Johnson. But listen, fans have their views. Sometimes they, they they want Hollywood managers, but you've got to have a Hollywood budget and uh, to be able to get them. And and, and sometimes that the other one I think would be should be in the mix would be somebody like Robbie Robbie Nielsen. I think he's done again a fantastic job at Hearts, a great job at the United. Um, you know, but they had a really a terrific young manager, Jason McPeak, who's again shown him by winning the the, the the Division One title with them firm and how good a manager he is. So listen, recruitment. As, as Scott was saying there Whether it's player recruitment Or management recruitment Is absolutely paramount To the success of a club And Dundee have to get it right this time yeah. Any other of those names I, Jumping out at I you? Think, I think Robin Nielsen's a great shout Whether they could get him Or not It's another, uh, another Could thing. the Neil Lennon dream team For Ali happen? Well, I think Neil Lennon went back in It's a Premier League club There's no doubt about that And Neil again Has done terrific Got I mean, uh, Hibs promoted a Great record at Celtic um, he's got experience of being being you know tried abroad at Cyprus and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think he won the cup over there, didn't he? I think yeah. um, you know. So, 
Yeah, I, I think yeah. Listen, he's a he's a, he's a, a character that that, that would that I think the fans um, would would know that he would give absolutely everything. He, you know, he won't accept um, anything less than total commitment from his players, and they play some good football. So yeah, I think he's another one that will definitely be high on the agenda. And as you say, but and with Gordon Strachan being a pivotal figure in in the selection process, I think he's he's got to be he's got to be behind the list of favourites. Uh, thank you, Ali. It'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. Thanks for taking the time tonight, Ali. From Kulsaith and 01419511025 As soon as the show finishes Do me a favour Head over to our Twitter feed At Clyde SSB And you will see video footage Of oh, By the way Not not of the actual event But you will see video footage of The strangest call We have ever Ever had on this show And I mean that We have had guys calling From the bath <laughs> From the sunbed from also what your I, point I, I was I was on when the, the guy phoned for the bath. Exactly, right? <laughs> but last night topped the lot. Richard gave us a call from the Labour Ward while his partner Gemma is lying next oh. to him and fully in labour. And you could hear it. You could hear not you could hear the heart rate monitor. Yeah. You could hear the, 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 the heart rate sounded strong to me in my limited experience. <laughs> And yeah, they just they were looking for some way to pass the time. So the video proof is there at Clyde SSB if you and want to. And go there check was no swearing in the background. No, it was. <laughs> well, that's not like my wife when she was giving birth. I'll tell you that. I don't know if there was a lot, a lot of gas, a lot of gas and air involved. Maybe right. Okay, quick. We're looking for some more of the last ten Scottish winners of PFA Scotland's Young Player of the Year: Forrest Tierney, Turnbull, Maloney, Robertson, Goodwillie. So far, right, I'm going to pick one or two. I'll go for the two, and hopefully one. Quick. Of them. Gary O'Connor or Derek Ryder. Derek Ryden, well done Derek Ryden Yep Right Okay Two Hibs boys Right, right. there's so. another Hibs one Alex Harris No, I mean he's not mm. He played elsewhere all, You know, and he's played for Celtic mm. He's played for Livingston He's played for Dundee He's played mm. for Falkirk Come <laughs> on Jamie Thompson No uh. <laughs> Scored two nice goals against England Oh, Lee Griffiths And you're two to get One Is a manager In the top flight for one of our big teams He's now the manager He's the interim <laughs> manager Come on Bang uh, Robs No n- No interim the, Who is it? Oh my no. word Who is the we Hearts don't. interim manager? Oh, oh guys Stephen Naismith Stephen Naismith And Stephen the last Smith. one He won it as a, y- a Rangers youngster The oh, last 10 I thought Stephen Naismith would be a, a, long, a, long a Rangers that. youngster And he got a move to Liverpool Danny Wilson Danny Wilson Thank you to Scott Allen and Jim Duffy And thank you for your calls, your tweets and for listening Back at 6 tomorrow Andrew McLean's looking after you Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson will be here Callum's up next So enjoy the rest of your night